Welcome to Dreamful Podcast, bedtime stories for slumber. I would like to start off this episode by thanking our newest Patreon supporters, Topher Jen, Thomas Bain, Nancy Mew, and Dean Johnston. Thank you all so much, and I hope you have the sweetest of dreams. If you find value in Dreamful and would also like to contribute to the show, please visit dreamfulstories.com where you can find info about the show and on the support page there's a link to become a Patreon subscriber. Patreon members get access to bonus episodes and perks like voting on future episodes, holographic stickers, giveaways, and behind-the-scenes extras. If you love Dreamful, you're sure to love one of my favorite podcasts, Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of educational, relaxing stories for kids and families where you can learn about the individuals who have influenced our world and the events that shaped it. Unwind while the narrator soothingly tells you the fascinating story of Hedy Lamarr, the beautiful Hollywood actress who also helped invent an early device for radio communications. Or snuggle up with the tale of the creation of the video game Minecraft and how it took the gaming world by storm. This week, I'm going to recommend their recent episode about Cleopatra, the cunning princess who rose to power in Egypt and became one of the most famous rulers in history. I've put a link to this episode in the show notes. Be sure to listen to Bedtime History free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I get messages from so many listeners that they have trouble sleeping because of past traumas, anxiety, panic attacks, or depression. That's why I am so thankful to be sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs with a quick and comprehensive survey and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I was put in touch with my therapist in under 24 hours in a safe and private online environment with the convenience of skipping an uncomfortable waiting room and zero drive time. Send a message to your counselor anytime and receive timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, schedule weekly video or phone sessions. This service is available for clients worldwide, and you can find a licensed professional counselor that specializes in your specific needs, whether that be depression, sleeping, family conflicts, trauma, and much more. Best of all, it's more affordable than offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Start living a happier life today. As a listener of Dreamful, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash dreamful. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, help spelled H-E-L-P dot com slash dreamful. Each month in the year 2021, we will be exploring the history and mythos behind some of the most famous constellations. This is the ninth episode of the Constellation series, Virgo the Maiden. So, snuggle up in your blankets and have sweet dreams.
sprawling across the heavens is the largest constellation of the zodiac, Virgo. Virgo contains 11 messier objects, including a spectacular spiral galaxy known as the Sombrero Galaxy, as well as Messier 87, a galaxy with a supermassive black hole at its center, which in 2019 was the first ever to be captured in an image. This constellation dazzles with multitudes of stars, 20 of which have known planets, such as Chi Virginis, a star with a gas giant, 11 times the size of Jupiter, one of the largest planets ever discovered. Virgo also contains Spica, one of the brightest stars in the sky, 12,000 times more luminous than our sun. Virgo is visible in the Northern Hemisphere from March through July, in the Southern Hemisphere from August until February. Knowing this, it makes sense that every mythology surrounding Virgo tells of a maiden or a goddess of seasons, harvest, and fertility. The ancient Babylonians viewed it as two separate goddesses, one holding an ear of grain and the other a palm frond. The ancient Egyptians related it to Isis, the compassionate and clever goddess of motherhood, kinship, and magic, who was married to Osiris, the king of the dead. The ancient Greeks have many stories tied to the constellation, but to explain the turning of the seasons, one story eclipses them all. The Timeless Tale of Persephone and Hades The goddess of agriculture, Demeter, had an only daughter, Persephone, the maiden of the spring and summertime. As the spring bounds with lush, fragrant beauty, so did Persephone. With her every footstep, the hardened brown earth would swell with greenery and blooms. One day, Demeter and Persephone descended from Mount Olympus to earth. As Demeter went to the hills, Persephone wandered off with the freshwater nymphs. As they frolicked in a meadow, the god of the underworld, Hades, cloaked by the helm of darkness, spied Persephone and fell madly in love at the sight of her. But how could the radiant goddess of spring and life ever love the lonely ruler of the dead? Hades went immediately to his brother, Zeus, and upon confiding in him, they devised a plan for Hades to take her back to his realm. Zeus plopped a single Narcissus in the meadow with glowing purple blooms and a heavenly scent. Persephone had wandered away from the nymphs, 
when she suddenly caught sight of the wondrous flower. Unable to resist its beauty, she desired to add it to her bouquet. As she plucked the narcissus flower, the spot from which she pulled it yawned into a great chasm, and out sprang a team of black horses, drawing a chariot. Persephone gasped with fright and turned to flee the dreadful scene. In an instant, Hades seized the flowery goddess and sat her next to him in the chariot. She made one final, desperate cry as the chariot plummeted back into the hole, the earth sealing shut behind it. Persephone's cry bellowed and echoed through the valleys and hills, and her mother, Demeter, froze at the sound. Her head snapped toward it, and she shot up from the field in which she worked. Panicked, Demeter raced toward the meadow where she had last seen her beautiful Persephone, only to find the nymphs gawking in bewilderment. The mother begged the nymphs to relay what had happened, but none would tell her. Hades held fast to Persephone as the horses drew them down beneath the secret places of the earth. Persephone wept as she took in the desolate, shadowy landscape sweeping by. Eventually, they reached the river of woe, and it poured into the river of lamentation. Hades glanced toward an ancient boatman, Charon, as he received souls to ferry across the waters to the gate of Tartarus. On guard before the gate was Hades' gruesome three-headed dog, Cerberus, whose job it was to keep spirits from escaping the underworld. Beyond this were three other rivers. The River of Fire, the River of the Unbreakable Oath, and the River of Forgetfulness. The chariot continued on through a dark wasteland, and then through the Elysian fields, covered in meadows of strange, ghostly flowers, until at last, they reached the palace of Hades. For nine days, Demeter wandered the land in search of her daughter, until at last, she reached Helios. The god of the sun knew what had happened to poor Persephone, and at last informed Demeter that Persephone had been taken to the underworld. The news of her daughter's fate struck the goddess with an overwhelming grief. Angered by the cruelty of Hades, Demeter withheld her bountiful gifts from the earth. A chill swept over the fruitful landscape as it transformed into a lifeless desert. 
A year passed, hopeless and cruel, as men wasted away with hunger. The wilderness was barren, crops refused to grow, and so it seemed the human race would be extinguished from the world. Zeus at last sent the gods to Demeter to reason with her, but she would not be moved. She declared that the fields would never again bear crops until she could see her daughter. Without options, Zeus sent Hermes down to the underworld to ask Hades to let his bride go back to Demeter. So, Hermes made the journey down to Hades' palace, and there found the king and queen of the underworld. After a year without sun, Persephone was wilting and pallid, merely a shrunken husk of her former self. Hermes relayed what Zeus had commanded, and Persephone leapt for joy at the thought of seeing her mother again. Hades understood that he must let his beloved bride go back to the surface of the earth. But alas, the thought of losing her completely filled him with dread. Hades cracked open a pomegranate and bidding Persephone to have only kind thoughts of him, though he was the ruler of the vague, shadowy darkness, offered her the ripe ruby seeds, knowing that if she ate them, she must return to the underworld. Persephone smiled with kindness at her husband and ate four seeds. The Lord of the Dead then readied his chariot and Hermes took Persephone back to the surface to meet with her mother. Upon Persephone's arrival, Demeter rushed down the mountainside and embraced her daughter. They spent the day arm in arm talking about all that had happened in the past year. When Persephone told her mother that she had consumed the pomegranate seeds, Demeter realized that her daughter would not be able to stay for long and fell once again into a state of distress. To prevent more destruction to mankind, Zeus sent another messenger to Demeter this time, it was Persephone's grandmother, Rhea, queen of the universe. Rhea begged Demeter to return to Olympus and proclaimed that Persephone would remain with Demeter when the weather turned warm and the land would be filled with blooms. Demeter 